to your daily dose of facts to fight off the liberal gaslighting. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. You have sanctuary in the city of Chicago. Or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. We are not going back, not ever. North is still north. People can yell at you. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't Across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we're converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell radio program. Hello, America, and beyond the fruited plain. Welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Delighted, as always, to be with you as we have so much to talk about today, my friends. So much in the realm of free speech to talk about today, my friends. It's going to be a great show. We've got pushing back. We've got people rising up, growing a set, remembering what it's like to use their God-given voice and remembering what it's like to be an American. Those inalienable rights that we all allegedly are supposed to have. Uh, You know what? I think people are remembering what those things felt like and sound like, and they're pushing back against it. Two big lawsuits to tell you about. Musk and Donald Trump. We're going to get to that in just a moment. If you are new to the program, remember you can follow along on the live stream. Wendy Bell Radio Network is the app. And we have a podcast, Wendy Bell Radio. I think you're going to like it. Welcome home. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Being someone who makes a living in the realm of words and speech... Obviously, anything that is even remotely close to the First Amendment piques my interest. We've had something very dangerous happen. And it started clicking up, I think, shortly after Barack Obama was inaugurated. This idea that there are certain people in our midst who are to be protected, who are to be run interference for, who are to get pass after pass who are to get extra special treatment because of some wrong that has been perceived to have happened to them that you may or may not have anything to do with. So we treat certain kinds of people in different ways than we do others. And the others in this category would be people like you, like myself, common sense conservative people who believe in basic things. And there has been an all-out assault on those of us who believe in the right to access information, however critical, however ridiculous, however unsavory or offensive. We believe that the whole freedom of speech thing in our First Amendment isn't to protect those of us who say what everybody wants to hear, but it is to protect those voices that deeply offend us, who say things that are contrary to what we believe That is the protection so that therefore there is this 
unfettered marketplace of ideas. And then all of a sudden, the Biden administration really came in with that hammer and they wanted to bang away at this notion because of making you safe, protecting you, they said. There's so much misinformation and disinformation. It's incumbent upon we, the ruling elites, to make the decision about what is allowed and what is not allowed to be free speech. And those of us paying attention were like, oh, hell no. <laughs> no, you won't. I don't think so. Many of us have paid a steep price for standing up and speaking out as everybody else towered in the shadows. I've been fired multiple times. I've been called every ugly name in the book. I long ago stopped caring. And you finally get to that point where you're like, I don't care what people think anymore because I know what is right and what is wrong. And within the last 36, 48 hours, we have seen two very powerful figures in this country stand up and do that too. Donald Trump being one and Elon Musk the other. Both men within hours of each other fired their, filed their own, if you will, thermonuclear lawsuits against the fake news. Elon Musk's lawsuit is against this left-wing organization called Media Matters. Media Matters is alleging that Elon Musk is a Nazi, or at the, war, at the very worst, he is, a, he is a Nazi sympathizer who allows uh, Nazi messages and things that we would inherently find repulsive though apparently not with the pro-Hamas crowd out there, that he is allowing noxious and unsavory ads to go along the, the, the articles or to be alongside big-name companies, which Twitter has fought back about, X has fought back against and said factually incorrect. You're manufacturing news. You're saying that we're doing something we're not. And we have all of the evidence. We have the documents. We have your login information. We have watched as this fellow who basically trolled X on behalf of Media Matters to find a story to push this Elon Musk likes Nazis. That's where they are in their desperate playbook. On the other side, hours later, Donald Trump throws his own lawsuit down against 20 different media companies that he says has been have been basically lying about him for years. And he finally hit the, the, the straw, the final straw that came in this lawsuit yesterday. I wanted to read you a few little snippets about just how dark and dirty the attack on freedom in this country is using the X case and Elon Musk. This is the important stuff. Social media platform X, formerly Twitter, has sued the left wing watchdog group Media Matters for defamation. Global brands such as IBM, Comcast, and others began to pull advertising from X after a Media Matters report published November 16th claimed that ads for major brands appeared next to posts touting Nazism on the platform. I've never seen a Nazi post on the platform. I guess they exist, or do they? So over the weekend, Musk threatens to file a thermonuclear lawsuit against Media Matters and all of those who colluded in, quote, this fraudulent attack on our company. And boom, it happened yesterday. And there's a new CEO. Her name is Linda Yaccarino. She said not a single 
authentic user on X saw IBM, Comcast, or Oracle ads next to the content that Media Matters reported. Only two users ever saw Apple's ad next to any such content, at least one of which was Media Matters. Data wins over manipulation or allegations. X. Elon Musk bought Twitter. He's cleaned it up considerably. He's eliminated the fat. He's not going along with the leftist uniparty narrative. He marches to his own beat. And he's the richest man in the world, which really ticks off people who want him in their back pocket. Can't be bought. So he is a Nazi sympathizer. Donald Trump's case, on the other hand, which is just equally as despicable, is all based on a deliberate effort to damage Donald Trump's reputation and financial standing, to hinder its access to money, to capital, and to negatively impact its anticipated merger with another media company. Who is he suing? Guardian News, Hollywood Reporter, McClatchy. Reuters, Rolling Stone, Nexstar, doing business as The Hill, Deadline Hollywood, Market Watch, Forbes, Axios, The Daily Beast, Salon, New York Daily News, Newsweek, MSNBC, Mediaite, and CNBC. So they created this narrative that they pushed online that you've seen that somehow Donald Trump's Truth Social is $73 million lost. That it's been such an abysmal failure, this new alternative to Twitter that he started after he got permabanned on Twitter. This narrative that Donald Trump, anything Donald Trump touches, falls apart. That he's actually a failure as a businessman. Why on earth would we want that kind of a failure in business as our next president? Of course, these allegations are bogus. Nowhere in any filings anywhere in the Trump media or professional business empire, is there a $73 million loss? It was strictly fabricated, he says, Trump says. And the people who ran with the story, Donald Trump is going after and saying, you've defamed me. Get ready, because I'm not fooling anymore. Same with Elon Musk. This is a big day in America. Look, nobody's there to watch out for you. You get trampled all the time. Every time some hack on a social media platform who's been given the title of fact checker silences you, puts you in jail, restricts your reach, puts you in a shadow ban situation, these people play God beyond gatekeeper. They play God over the information. That means they play and have a role over your ability to monetize anything you want on social media, which is a very lucrative place to do business. Enough is enough. Gloves off, lawsuits thrown, people scrambling because with lawsuits comes discovery. And in discovery, Elon Musk in particular is in the shadows right now salivating with every keystroke, every click and every item of proof he has that Media Matters for One is making up the fake news Donald Trump has warned about for seven years. Rejoice, my friends. America is on the offense.
You're listening to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. More right after this. You know, I'm not done with this article because I think it's just fascinating to to see how desperate the left is to destroy those who don't fall in line. If you're not one of their clone troopers who've been indoctrinated through the through the public education system with your culmination in college, not just getting a degree, but becoming a social ju- justice ne'er-do-well, if you're not hook, line, and sinker in the cattle chute waiting for your marching orders, it's n- all knives out against you. And so they've picked this foe in Elon Musk, which is really dumb. First of all, he can outspend anybody. So bring it. But beyond that, some of the details of this lawsuit, the Media Matters article sharing screenshots reported that its researchers, quote, found ads for Apple, Bravo, Oracle, Xfinity, and IBM next to posts that touted Hitler and his Nazi party on X. So an ex-executive who's quoted in this article I'm reading now from the Epic Times uh, said this. He previously told the Epic Times that the platform X isn't intentionally placing a brand actively next to this type of content, nor is a brand actively trying to support this type of content with an ad placement. Instead, and this is critical, and you know this, how many of you have been talking in your families, with your phone nearby, and you're talking about buying a new sofa. And then all of a sudden, you pick up your phone, and the ads on your phone are all about couches and sofas. They listen. They follow your interest. They know where you shop. They know how you spend your money. That is how the whole ad system works. So that then they continually send you things that would be in your wheelhouse. The executive said ads follow the people on X. Why is that important? In this case, the Media Matters researcher has its own user handler, handle rather, and that they're then actively looking for this kind of content, Nazi-ish content. That is how user targeting works. Groups like Media Matters aggressively search for posts on X and then go to the accounts. And if they see an ad, Media Matters researchers keep hitting the refresh button to capture as many brands, as many screen grabs as possible. And that is not an actual and authentic user experience on the platform. And that is why these clowns in Media Matters are going to lose so badly in this case. These are contrived experiences that they're creating through their own user handle to, aha, look what we found. There were five and a half billion ads in the specific time frame that Media Matters was referencing, 50 of which would have been even remotely close to this kinds of this kind of content. And only one person received it. The guy from Media Matters. I'm creating a story to present to you a narrative that Elon Musk is pro Nazi. Are you out of your mind? You are now officially dumber. 
Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is the playbook. And you have to love the Trump situation here. You have to absolutely love this. In a significant legal escalation, the Trump Media and Technology Group parent company of the social media platform Truth Social has filed an unprecedented defamation lawsuit against 20 far-left media outlets. The lawsuit announced Monday targets a series of reports that the company alleges falsely claimed it suffered tens of millions in losses. Today, Truth Social, this is a, a, a post from them. Today, Truth Social filed a defamation lawsuit that is likely unprecedented in history, incorporating 20 publications and even more may be added. All of them publish the same false information about Truth Social and refuse to fully retract their stories to the fake news outlets that think themselves above accountability. We will see you in court. Hell yes. This trampling, this idea that there are only some people who have such an esteemed sense of education or knowledge or wherewithal that they can decide what is misinformation, what is disinformation, and what is true. It's a very dangerous idea in these United States. That's a very slippery slope to 1984. That's not the America I grew up in. That's not the America I plan to give to my five sons. How about you? Now on an ancillary sidebar, as Elon Musk and Donald Trump literally stand on the mountaintops of what is right and what is just and what is constitutional, We have a very sad story about Joe Biden. Have you guys heard about this? They're actually bubble wrapping Joe Biden. It's called Operation Bubble Wrap. And the White House is going through extra lengths to make sure he doesn't have to walk too far or he can go up even shorter steps onto a plane. They've even changed his aircraft. Is that like when they put those, and your mother, obviously, they put those little locks on the things to keep kids out from in the... Brock, they have now (laughs) baby-proofed the Oval Office. There will be no more baggies on the ground. He can't get into the sign the executive orders. He doesn't know where he... It's so sad. And this is all part and parcel of why the Uniparties are running like chickens with their heads cut off. Oh, my gosh. And it is glorious to behold. Do not go anywhere because when we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program, apparently the White House has received the AOK from Barack Obama that they too can ditch Joe Biden. How do we know this? I'll prove it next. It's not something I think is funny. Uh, as I've told you a million times, I'm not one to create. Uh, silly nicknames for people or to kick them when they're down. I can tell you that there's no way Pennsylvania should have elected a man who just had a stroke, who cannot communicate effectively, who has a a range of issues, who should be on disability rather than in the United States Senate. 
I do not mock John Fetterman's issues. They're not funny. But we need to be able to have an honest conversation about that. I do not mock Joe Biden. I find him embarrassing. I find the, the, whole, the whole image of these United States on a global platform embarrassing under Joe Biden. And, and I find myself holding my breath like I do at the evening gown competition of the Miss USA pageant when they're walking around in stilettos. It's only a matter of time before somebody, you know, hooks their heel into their dress's hem and takes a spill. And it's horrifying to me. It's how I feel when I watch Joe Biden move like a robot. So I don't take joy when I read you this story. People close to President Biden have reportedly pushed for him to replace formal shoes with more comfortable ones, as well as walk shorter distances on camera. As some Democrats question the Biden campaign's plan to deal with the president's age. Now, age is a great scapegoat for he's corrupt as balls. Dude's accepted 30 plus million dollars from how many different foreign countries? And these are the ones that we know about. It's a great excuse. It is a it is a mature way to open up the curtain, bring out the hook and say, come on over this way, Grandpa. Quote, people close to the president have discussed having him walk shorter distances, blah, blah, blah. They've also advocated at times trading in these formal shoes. Operation Bubble Wrap. 81, he turned yesterday. Dude cannot get along. He does not know where he's going and you cannot put lipstick on the peg of cognitive decline. Again, for the 75th time, it isn't a laughing matter. It is pathetic. It shows total desperation in the Biden crime family itself. And I blame singularly Jill Biden, Dr. Jill, who's more interested in you making sure you get her prefix right than you do paying attention to what matters in this country. So there's that operation bubble wrap for Joe Biden so he can limp to the finish line. Brock, you also just put up a poll question today, did you not? I did. I put a poll question on the app that asked, will Joe Biden be on the ticket in 2020? And what is your your supposition? I'm going to go with no on your vote. I'm, I'm going to go no, but I don't know. This might be a question for Rich. Like, when did... When does everybody have to decide if they're jumping, not just jumping out of the race for like a Ron DeSantis, but when they're jumping into the race? Filing deadlines and other benchmarks you have to. We've got to be getting there. It's less than a year. Yeah, we have Rich Barris on. He's a really interesting guy. He's a pollster who does some really phenomenal stuff. And I think he's got some news to drop. Rust Belt poll earlier this week. And I think something new today as well. So he's coming up in the third hour. Don't miss it. All right. So the, the White House, I believe, if I'm reading the tea leaves, and we usually do, I believe the White House and its press mouthpieces, and there are many, many iterations of this, um, have been given the green light by Barack Obama. Now it's time to start giving Joe Biden the Heisman. Arms distance, time to make that push away from Joe Biden. This is happening. And we heard it yesterday from Corrine Jean-Pierre, Taking questions from the media. I'm interested in who who the people are in the media who are asking these questions because clearly they also have been given the thumbs up to go after Joe Biden and take him down. That's what we're witnessing. Audio soundbite number one. 
And this is very interesting. The reporter is asking about recent polling. What is the deal with these polls? What is your view of these polls? And I want you to hear her very tepid, wishy-washy answer. Listen. Whenever you're asked about the president's dismal job approval ratings, uh, you say we're not going to look at polls. We, We look at his accomplishments. And yet when you are asked about various domestic policy initiatives, you will say these poll very well. People support what the president wants to do. If you look at the individual subjects on the polling, they support what the president's agenda is. So once and for all, are only certain polls valid in your eyes, the ones that support your agenda? Or is the polling data that shows that President Biden has been stuck for two years at the the low 40s in his approval ratings, are those valid? So here's the thing. Um, I think it's important to share that American people do approve of some of the president's initiative. I think it is important. I think it's important to show that some of the people approve of some of the president's initiatives. Now, does that strike you as a ringing endorsement? Of course not. They're running out of excuses. You can only run the same play so many times before the defense can read you well before the snap. This is where we are. We know exactly what's going on. She realizes it too. Time to backpedal. Time to move away from Joe Biden, Democrat hero, because he's Joe Biden. Guy in charge of 10% of his crime family's take. Can't Can't separate that. How about this? Polls show people think Joe Biden sucks and he's too old. (laughs) Okay, that's me paraphrasing, but yet it continues. Audio soundbite number two. Listen. The polls that show that the electorate at large and also uh, significant majorities within the Democratic Party believe uh, that the president is too old. The polls that show the American people and also significant majorities within the Democratic Party don't want him to run again. And the polls that show his handling of the economy, foreign policy, all of these dismal polls, his job approval ratings, um, does the White House have any basis to challenge the accuracy of that polling? I never, we never challenge, I'm not challenging the accuracy here. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm saying to you is that, um, you know, we're not going to change the minds of Americans. I get that. Americans are going to feel how they feel, and we're going to respect that. And I've said that many times from here, many times. I said that moments ago. What I can tell you is what our perspective is. What I can tell you is how we see things. How we see things. Come on, you guys. Don't you have that $10,000 in the bank that Joe Biden gave you? Right? That's what they say. Look at what they've given you. Look at what they've done for you. Isn't your life so much better? Do you understand the accomplishments (laughs) of this administration? And you're sitting there saying, are we in the twilight zone? Because I want to snap out of this. This is ridiculous. So, Kareem, tell us, what is your perspective? What is so great about Joe Biden? Why on earth would anybody consider voting for this man? Audio soundbite three. I can speak to is how we see this, how what our perspective is. Our perspective is that it's not about age, it's about the president's experience. That's what we believe. And it's, you know, as they say, the proof is in the pudding, right? The president has used his experience to pass more bipartisan legislation in recent time than any other president. That's just a fact. 
That is something that we have seen this president do, and that's because of his experience. He's been able to manage multiple uh, multiple foreign policy challenges. That's He's been able to do that. That's because of his experience. He's been able to create jobs, raise wages, and lower inflation. Right, and that is also that is the proof is in the pudding. Right, we see that in the data. We see that where we are today than where we are than where we were when the president walked into the administration. So what we say is we have to judge him by what he's done, not by his numbers. And and one more thing I will add: this is the first president ever that's been able to go to an active war zone without our military. Uh, you know controlling what's happening on the ground. That was it. That was a photo op, ladies and gentlemen, of why Joe Biden flew over to Israel. Part of it. Look at the optics. Well, the optics suck. Don't look at his numbers. Look at his experience. Don't look at what he's done. Look at how long he's been there. Grandpa's been there for 50 years. And the poof is in the pudding. <laughs> I want to know why he hasn't gone to the war zone on the southern border. Oh, well, I don't know, Brock. He, you know what? He also hasn't found time to squeeze in East Palestine, Ohio. He just has not had the time. I know. He's I busy. Know. It's a tough thing, folks. It is a very... The poof, though, shows us his experience, as Senator Chris Coons would say. He's seasoned. <laughs> My turkey's going to be seasoned, Chris. (laughs) Joe Biden is a demented goofball who's also a criminal. Let's just be perfectly clear about that, okay? She continues, though, with more poof. Um, She's going to (laughs) be... I'm sorry. (laughs) I have to. It's just so preposterous. Don't you think that if you were hired to be the orator, to be the mouthpiece of an organization, and it was the freaking United States White House, that you'd probably be able to conjugate verbs and pronounce things and think off the cuff. She had to look at her her notebook to see that the poof is in the pudding. That's what she had to do. There's a tab, and it's called Poof, okay? Audio soundbite number four. She's going to be asked about David Axelrod, right? David Axelrod says Joe Biden's too old and needs to mosey along. What's your view of that, KJP? David Axelrod told the New York Times, quote, Biden thinks he can cheat nature here, and it's really risky. Hey, what's the president's response to David Axelrod? Does he respect his opinion? Does he think he's right? But also... I mean, is there a real alarm happening behind the scenes that the president is simply too old to stake around for another four years? No, there's no alarm happening behind the scenes. I I can only speak behind the scenes here. There's no alarm happening behind the scenes, and I'm certainly not going to uh, comment on uh, everybody who has something to say. Uh, uh, I didn't didn't say that. Nowhere in my response to you that I said that. I said I'm just not going to comment on everyone that has a a comment to say. They're going to speak for themselves. I'm going to speak for the president. And here what I'll say is, look, and also, it's just not my job. It's not my job to think, to, to think through, or to um, uh, to tell people what to think, right? Whether it's an, uh, the American American people out there, or uh, or a a you know political analyst, or or as your question oh is about gosh. David Axelrod, it's just not my 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 place to speak to that. Somebody didn't put the answer to the question in the notebook. She's struggling. She's like, ah. Uh, there's no alarm here at the White House. <laughs> right, right, Kareen. Uh-huh.
You gotta love it. And I'll, I'll leave the best one for last in just a minute. Look, they're panicked. She knows. She knows the goose is cooked. And how do I separate from this? What am I gonna do? We'll continue and then some next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. So Corrine Jean-Pierre, head dipstick in the White House today. She's asked all these questions in the media as we've been chronicling for you. have been given the go-ahead. It's okay for you to sink, Joe Biden. We saw NBC yesterday. Oh, they're so shocked by it. We have more media reaction to Joe Biden's terrible poll numbers. Coming up later in the program, I want you to hear the final Corrine Jean-Pierre soundbite, though, as she has to read... A scripted answer. Now, if Donald Trump said to me, I really want you to be my press secretary. And Donald Trump was under fire, as he always has been. I wouldn't need a binder full of prefabbed answers or reporters who I know the questions they're going to ask. You can fire at me. Because I can defend someone I believe in. And if I didn't believe, I wouldn't accept the position. You don't need an overhead projector. You don't need cue cards. There's no need for a PowerPoint presentation. You know it because you live it. You experience it on a daily basis. And you appreciate it. Corrine Jean-Pierre has to read She cannot think independently because she knows what she's selling is something that fewer and fewer Americans are buying, including young voters and minorities, to a staggering number. So finally, she's reading from her scripted answer why Joe Biden is all that. Go. The president's stamina president's wisdom, ability to get this done on behalf of of, uh, the American people against anyone, anyone on any day of the week. Wow. Against anyone, anyone, anywhere, any day of the week. Please. (laughs) Get out of town, Corrine. You know your guy is as demented and off as everybody else. In fact, you know better than everyone else. And you're a lousy actress. So I want to go to this story now because I think it's an interesting conversation. You know, we talked to you about Representative Dan Goldman saying that Donald Trump needs to be eliminated. We didn't like that comment any more than a whole lot of other people did out there. It's not the correct rhetoric. It's not the right verbiage in these highly sensitive times where snowflakes clutch their pearls at anything. Dan Goldman desperately trying to walk back what many people saw as a very disturbing threat to Donald Trump. Why would you say that? Well, he's going to come out and say, you know what? I misspoke. I shouldn't have said that. And we're supposed to give him a pass because he is a card carrying leftist. And this is yet one more example of what happens in this country. If you're a conservative, you're on the right side of things. You say anything. It's pitchforks. It's it's knives out for you. But Dan Goldman as a sitting United States congressman, can say on Jen Psaki's terribly named show, Inside Jen Psaki, we hear Dan Goldman. (laughs) 
I'm sorry. We we hear Dan Goldman saying, you know what? This is unfortunate. Now, rhetoric really getting dangerous, I should say. Our, this is a story from Red State. Goldman was on NBC with Jen Psaki. They were talking about an interview with Trump. He had with Jonathan, Jonathan Carl. I'll get it out. In that interview, Trump told Carl he'd wanted to go up to the Capitol during the January 6th situation, try to stop what was going on, said the Secret Service had discouraged him, blah, blah, blah. MSNBC, the Chiron at the bottom of the screen, framed it as new audio. Jo- Trump says he wanted to join the January 6th crowd, which completely is not what he was saying. So this is what Dan Goldman then tried to hype Trump as a threat. Quote, his rhetoric is really getting dangerous. It's just so it's just unquestionable at this point that the man cannot see public office again. He is not only unfit, he is destructive to our democracy. He has to be, he has to be eliminated. Ew. So all of a sudden, people are like, wait, what? What are you saying? Are you, are you suggesting that Donald Trump should actually be taken out? Because that is outrageous. So Daniel Goldman comes out, his Twitter page, yesterday on TV, he says, I mistakenly used the wrong word to express the importance for America that Donald Trump doesn't become president again, while he must be defeated. I certainly wish no harm to him. And I do not condone political violence. That's not selling with you, Brock. No, I believe he was behind the defund the police also. Mm. So him, he was for people coming across the border. Mm. So he's not really for law and order. So I'm going to assume that's not what he... I apologize for the poor choice of words. So let's see. Saying people should act peacefully and patriotically, as Donald Trump did, that is incitement. That is stirring the pot and leading to an insurrection, a rebellion. That is something that the leftist lunatics in this country wanted to run with so far as the courts to remove Donald Trump's name from the ballot. But saying someone should be eliminated is just using the, quote, wrong word. Makes an awful lot of sense to those of us out there paying attention. If Wendy Bell said that, oh, you'd, you would have Secret Service on the phone with you. Oh, me. right? The funny thing here is that had Trump said, to Brock's point... What Goldman had said, Goldman would likely be encouraging people to try to prosecute him over it. But Goldman is a Democrat, so of course, out comes the pass. And he apologizes, so everything's cool. People not buying it, though. All sorts of different Twitter posts here, X posts in response to it. I'm sorry you misunderstood my words, one person wrote, right? That's the case. Charlie Kirk tweeting, if a Republican went on TV and said that a Democrat presidential candidate needed to be eliminated. They'd be raided by the FBI within hours. Donald Trump is facing half a millennia in prison for saying people should fight. It's almost like they don't think we're on to them. Mm. Sounds like a two-tier level justice I don't. I don't understand what you're talking about. Well, it's really just because you're all too stupid to understand. That's Janet Yellen, your Treasury Secretary. That's literally what she said. You don't understand how good you've got it. Oh, boy, buckle up. It's next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network.